This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Hi, I'm Ashley Hales. I'm host of the Finding Holy podcast and author of the book, A Spacious Life and Finding Holy in the Suburbs. And I love ideas, but ideas don't live in a vacuum. Ideas move beyond the ivory tower and impact everything from our laundry routines to how we go about our work. And so on the Finding Holy podcast, it is my mission to help Christians live more meaningful, intentional, and kinder lives. We do that through conversation. My guests, whether they're Christian leaders, artists, activists, professors, or pastors, see a problem. But here, we're not about hot takes. Here, we're about providing space for curiosity and grace so that you can actually integrate what you know with how you live just like your laundry routine. It all matters. Let's find holy together. This season of the Finding Holy podcast, we are going to explore our limits as the pathway to love. I invite you to consider with my guests, what does a spacious life look like? But before we begin, I wanted to invite you to click in the show notes to aspacious.life. If you head on over to aspacious.life, you'll be able to take a free quiz to find out what your personal hustle habit is, as well as get some really great starting points to begin to experience a sense of spaciousness and embrace your own limits today. So make sure you take that quiz and go ahead and pre-order A Spacious Life, trading hustle and hurry for the goodness of limits. You can find all that information at aspacious.life. If you listened last week, you heard a little bit about why it is that I asked that question, but I wanted to take it a little bit further this week and talk with Kendra Adachi, also known as the lazy genius. She talks often about being lazy at the things that don't matter and genius at the things that do. Kendra is on Instagram at The Lazy Genius. She's written a book, The Lazy Genius Way. And friends, it is so helpful for someone like me who does not have a lot of high executive functioning and systems in my life. Her book is really helpful. Listen in to our conversation, not only about laundry, but about the things that matter most. Here's my conversation with Kendra. Hello, I'm so excited as we consider laundry to bring Kendra Adachi onto the Finding Holy podcast because she has a lot to say about laundry. So welcome. Thanks for having me, Ashley. I do. I have I do have a weird, a weirdly high amount of things to say about laundry. So yeah, where did that start? I don't know. Actually, I don't really know where the laundry thing started. I think that laundry and meals are sort of the go-to conversations, especially with, uh, like speaking to stay at home 
folks yeah, because they're so constant, even if you're not stay at home, like you still have to eat and wash your clothes, but um, yeah. yeah, they're just so daily and constant. It's like, well, let's meet people in the middle of whatever it is that they're dealing with. That's like exactly. super stressful. And laundry seems to be really stressful for a lot of people. Yeah. 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 You know, it's been fun as I've interviewed people and asked their laundry routine. Some people are like, have no routine and it's just like mountains of piles of stuff in the corner. Other people, it's like they own 10 things and they like wash them once a week and that's what they do. And it's fascinating how people have so many different laundry routines, but um, yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. It's like, you really get to know a person by talking about laundry. So tell us your, we'll just start off. Tell us your laundry routine. What does it look like these days? I'm sure it changes seasonally. I listened to the Lazy Genius podcast and you're talking about how your laundry routine has changed. So yeah, will you tell the listeners what that looks like today? The change for the most part is that my husband does it now. Ooh, nice. Yeah. That's a good like change. Like he's, he's sort of the laundry captain. We have been married for, it'll be 19 years this year. Yay. Today and is actually my 19th wedding anniversary too. Congratulations. That's so Thank fun. Do you feel old enough to be married 19 years? Because no. I don't. I'm like now our anniversary, like it, or the amount of years we've been married is longer than the age we were when we met. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's pretty wild. Weird. Yeah. So uh, over the, you know, over our marriage, we have kind of uh, divvied out, you know, just the division of labor around the house. And it's taken a long time to sort of see like what the other person doesn't mind so much, you know, like Mm -hmm. none of us love doing house stuff, but some things are easier than others. And, um, and cause actually he like kind of likes doing the laundry. Yeah. And, um, and so it's funny because before he did it and I was doing it, I did a laundry day. So it was just, I did everything in one day. And that really helps me because, um, because laundry is never ending and there's always something dirty. Um, and then there's this like idea of if you have anything dirty in your house, your laundry day was unsuccessful. You know, it's just like you have, if you miss, miss a rag, it's, it's just heartbreaking. Right. Yeah. It's so devastating. <laughs> it's like, no, I worked so hard. And then, <laughs> you know, you find one thing dirty. So, but I would do a laundry day and that just worked for me because I really like to um, kind of segment my, I was going to say my chores, but really a lot of things. It just helps yeah. me to go like, okay, I'm to, um, I have, this is um, all you need to do. Yeah. Yes. I have decided once that's a lazy genius principle. It's just decide yeah. once I do laundry on Mondays done. And then if there's other laundry, I know I'm going to get to it the next week or two weeks or whatever. So, um, but then when like pandemic came and, um, my husband was working from home and I, as was I, but I always do. And we just kind of had to find like a new rhythm in the family and Mm -hmm. he just sort of absorbed the laundry. We didn't even really have a conversation about it. He just started Mm -hmm. doing it. And there was a very short window where I was like, but dude, you're not doing a laundry day or translation. You're not doing the laundry the way I do the laundry. (laughs) Yeah. And then I was like, but he's doing the laundry. So who cares how he does the laundry? (laughs) So at this point he, yeah, he's the laundry guy. I don't do it anymore. Nice. So you don't even do, you don't do yours. You don't do towel sheets. You're just done. He, I really don't like I'm staring at a stack. I'm in my bedroom and I'm staring at a stack of um, a couple of my shirts that are just like laid out flat. Yeah. And it usually hangs them up for me, but I got like a new like hanger system thing, Ooh. like one of those collapsible hangers. Yeah. And I don't know. Should I put these in there? And I'm like, I'll do it. It's fine. So, um, I mean, I could just tell him to, or not tell him, 
that I could tell him it's okay to hang this stuff. Like it doesn't matter if it goes, there's no wrong place. Yeah. But yeah. For the most part, like he just, that's nice. He just does it. It's great. That's nice. I actually have a folded pile of laundry to my left as well. But yeah, my husband does our laundry because he's more particular than I am about it and folding. And I think, don't you think that's so kind of a fair, that's sort of a fair rule uh, if you want to call it a rule where it's yeah. like, okay, if you care about this a lot, if this thing matters to you a lot, I would love for you to do it. And right. I, hands off, you do it the way you want to do. And then I really care about this thing and I'll do it the way that I want to do it. And then everything exactly. kind of gets done that way. Exactly. I love that. So I was, as I've been thinking about, okay, why, why does this laundry question matter? Why do people get excited about it? Or like, you know, the dread look of death on their faces when I ask them about their laundry routine. I went back to Kathleen Norris's book, The Quotidian Mysteries, where she talks about it's the subtitles, Liturgy, Laundry, and Women's Work. And in the book, she talks about um, these daily tasks. And she says that it's the daily tasks, daily acts of love and worship that serve to remind us that the Christian religion is not strictly an intellectual pursuit. Christian faith is a way of life not an impregnable fortress made up of ideas, not a philosophy and not a grocery list of beliefs. So I think I love that. I love thinking about laundry as an act of love, a way to love our people, a way to love our place. Because I think laundry probably gets to something deeper than just like, how do we function in the world? Have you found it to be something like that for you? Or maybe even as you consider some of, you know, as you've done such very practical work in your book, The Lazy Genius Way. How have you found like that connection between meaning and ideas and meaning making on the one hand and like, yeah, what's your laundry routine look like? Yeah. Well, so much of it comes down to um, really reframing what matters to a person. And so, you know, I can, I hate changing sheets. Like I love it, the actual act of it. Yeah. But when I say, you know, sometimes out loud to myself, almost like a pep talk. It's like, you know what, this is restoring something like this Mm -hmm. is, is resetting. This is bringing, like, think about the feeling that you have when you get into clean sheets and it feels so good. And you're, you know, providing that like really fun experience for your, your family and your kid, you know, whatever. And, and so I think that always sort of reframing, not just laundry, mm. but anything that feels sort of ordinary. If yeah. we, if we stick to the, mm, like the, the mechanisms of it, then it is, it's just annoying. It's just something right. linear to like stick on a list as opposed yeah. to reframing it to be like, Oh, this thing matters because, and we all have right. different answers for that. Like that's the whole, that's the whole thing behind what I do in the, in the lazy genius space is you have to name what matters to you. I'm not going to tell you what matters. Like that's not, that's not my place. And you get to name that. And then we can all kind of develop sort of those systems and pauses and whatever it is you need around Mm -hmm. what matters to you. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Like it's all, it's all very connected. It doesn't mean, I think sometimes I will say, I think sometimes that I can get a little bit like, maybe not distracted is the right word, but I can get a little bit caught up almost too much in trying to manufacture, Mm. uh, like holiness out of everything. Yeah. If I'm not feeling it, then I'm like, well, is this even, does this even matter? Is this even working? Because I don't want to do the sheets. The reframe is not helping. (laughs) And I I think like, just because it doesn't always impact us the same way or land the same way, it doesn't take away the holiness. It doesn't take away 
the impact of that, it's just like, okay, it's an off day. I'm not feeling it as much. Like it's fine. Right. It's, really it's fine, fine to so. just like change the sheets. Yeah. It's time to, it's fine to change the sheets. Yep. Right. I love that. I think it was super important to me. I think, especially when I started having children to like have the meaning for all of these mundane things when you've like, you know, you've like cleaned the high chair out like 50 times and you've done 120 diapers. And I was like, if I can't connect the dots between the <laughs> meaning and the purpose of this, like I will go insane. So I love, I love that you help, help your people do that. How do you do that? Well, do you feel like with your own children and parenting, like how do you help other people reframe yeah. some of these things between like the big idea and the task? Yeah, I think, well, I don't, I mean, I've, I definitely don't do it great all the time because I don't think anybody does right, no. anything great all the time. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, but I do, it really matters to me that my kids know, for example, like when we're, you know, doing like a tidy or something in yeah. the house, we have something that we do, it's family tidy and it's just like five minutes and we all do our thing and we tidy the L like our, it's like our living room kitchen yeah. sort of open yeah. space situation. And so it's like tidy the L, we turn on a song and- and sometimes, uh, you know, they're like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, listen, I don't either. I don't like it either. But yeah. think about what we're doing is we are like clearing the space for us to like have fun together later. You know, it's yeah. just, it's like trying to say those things. Cause that's, that matters to us as a family. And then I think even with like things like, you know, them helping pack snacks for the pool and clean up their room and stuff. It's, I really do try and say like, okay, what matters most right now? Like if they get hung up, like we all do, yeah. you yeah. know, we get hung up on sort of the secondary or third dairy things. <laughs> right. It's yeah. like, no, what's the, what really matters most now? And it kind of helps you go, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, like, mm -hmm. oh, we're a team, we're a family. It's not just like, I don't want to do this. It's right. It sort of helps reframe. So, I mean, I try to have that be kind of part of our family culture, I guess. Yeah. Um, hopefully implicitly, if not often explicitly, but also you get, as a parent, you get very easily caught up in the, the machine of it all, the right. day, all the things. Yes. And so it's a practice of, uh, it helps me to mm -hmm. pay attention too when I'm helping them to notice how to pay attention. Mm -hmm. So we're all, we're all in it together. I love that. I think that's really helpful because it's, yeah, it's super easy to get hung up on the task. And the task is not getting done. And so you just get task heavy mm -hmm. instead of actually trying to be like, oh yeah. So we can actually like each other and have a family <laughs> movie night or you right. know, have, people, have people over that we like doing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love that. I think that's helpful. I'm just taking notes for my own parenting. <laughs> to realize. Um, you say one thing in your book, you say clean doesn't make you feel better and messy doesn't make you more real. I love how you call out like this idea of vulnerability as equaling messiness. When you talk a little bit more about, yeah. about that reality that you mentioned. Yeah. I, I really love that. <laughs> that I do too. So much because <laughs> We have like weirdly conflated order yeah. with pretending mm. and a chaos with being vulnerable. That if you somehow like invite someone over to your house and your house is like, it's tidy and you make yeah. dinner and you have showered <laughs> and, you know, just sort of like, like, I don't, I don't even want to say baseline things, but things that are sort of almost like, um, put on a pedestal of togetherness. Yeah it's almost like we have been taught 
just, and I think more recently, right. I don't know if it's like part of internet culture or not, but like we've been taught more recently that if that person, well, what are they hiding? Because right. nobody, nobody can have a clean house. Nobody, you know, you make a fancy meal because you're trying to impress somebody. And like, we're putting all these intentions on people when really some people yeah. just really thrive more in, think, in, a, in a space that's clean or that really is a priority for them. And so they put more time into that. And then on the other side of that is um, the idea that like, if you are, if you like wear your lack of showering as a badge of honor, right. That you are somehow like more real than someone who wears lipstick. Like that's sort of the paradox that we're set up with. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like they're not the same. Like cleanliness and, and fakeness (laughs) are not the same and vulnerability and messiness are not the same. Like Mm -hmm. we all encapsulate all of those things. We all hold all of those things. And And I think so much of it is actually coming from a place of, um, I mean, it's a big part of where the term lazy genius came from is that we sort of think that we have to be a genius about everything. And so I always have to like, we can never be not together, but when we realize that's not possible, even though we might actually really love having a clean, we'll do the clean thing again. Yeah. yeah, Having a clean house. What we do is we think, well, I don't want to be like that. So you swing yeah. all the way over to the other side where you're like, give yeah. up. I don't care. I'm not going to do yeah. anything, but you still care. You do care right. deeply. You're just afraid to say you care about the things that you care about. Mm. And so I just want people to be able to care what they care about, care about yeah. what they care about without feeling judged by other women in particular yeah. um, who might have different priorities. It yeah. All it is, is we're choosing for different things to matter to each of us and giving each other permission to make that choice. I love that. Do you think like social media is something that's just fueled that, that fire? Oh, gasoline, rocket fuel, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. Yes. Yes, it has. And, and I think that even that, it's funny that you say that because I think even that idea has sort of, um, given us a conflation around things like social media around Instagram. It's like, if you enjoy Instagram, well, you're not a very balanced person, right? You're obviously shallow. You're yeah. obviously shallow and you don't have good boundaries and like all these things. It's like, no, that actually could very well not be true at all. Like I love Instagram. I yeah. love to see what the people that I'm following are doing. Like I genuinely love it. Now it can get complicated because also I work on right. Instagram. That's my, right. that's my job. But that doesn't mean that I um, am like selling my soul because I'm yeah. on social media. And so it's that same kind of thing. It's, it's, it's what you make it. So it's kind of like, um, I remember when Instagram, it wasn't that long ago, what, a year or so ago when they rolled out the mute mm-hmm. option? Yeah. And it changed my life Yeah, because there are certain people that are not good for me to follow in certain seasons of my life. For sure. It, it does not mean any, they're not doing anything wrong. Someone that is like showing their like beautifully curated and it's curated on purpose because it's a business, you guys, like that's yeah. why it's curated. It's, yeah. it's supposed to be, you wouldn't follow them if the pictures weren't beautiful probably. So it's kind of like, um, it's like seeing it for what it is and going, but you know what? This does not serve me right now in this season. Yeah. And probably will later. So I'm just going to meet this for now because I'm setting the priorities for myself. I'm naming what matters to me right now. And then I'm making choices to support that. Um, Instagram is not the bad guy here. Like, right. I think it's I just a tool take, that yes. we use improperly a lot of the time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just really want to take kind of the, the, the bad guy label off of, off of a lot of things that we tend to, to put it on. Yeah. Um, Cause it's all just different choices really. 
Mm -hmm. I think that's great. Do you feel like you have all of the plates spinning all of the time? If that's you, or you are entering back into normal life after this global pandemic and you don't want to be busy and full of hustle and hurry, I want to invite you into a more spacious community. Here's how it works. I have created a quiz just for you to find out what your hustle habit is. You can go to aspacious.life, that's aspacious.life, and take that free quiz. It'll give you a sense of if you tend to ignore your limits, if you control them, if you blame other people or circumstances, or find yourself in a shame spiral, and it will give you a one-page roadmap to help you move forward. I can't wait to see how you are able to move through your hustle habit and into a more spacious life. If you were hoping to do that in community and to get some personal time with me, I am launching a spacious community. It's going to kick off in mid-August and you will get a free ebook copy of my forthcoming book, A Spacious Life, Trading Hustle and Hurry for the Goodness of Limits. You'll get to work with me as your coach and you will get to come alongside other women who are eager to find a spacious life, not just on vacation, but in the midst of their actual everyday holy life. If that's you, please head on over to aspacious.life. You can pre-order a copy of the book and you'll be signed up for a spacious community that will kick off in August. I can't wait to join you. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. You talk a lot about limits, too, in your book, even just about, you know, finding a place for your stuff, for instance. And, you know, just saying, like, our houses are finite, right? Our time is finite. And that's something I've been thinking a lot about as I'm getting ready to release my next book where I talk about how we're trading hustle and hurry for the goodness of limits. And a lot of times, of course, we don't think limits are good. We think they're constricting and they're straight jackets. And how have you found maybe even your own limits, either like in a chore or a task or your time to be something that actually promotes creativity? I was listening, in fact, earlier today at the gym to a podcast about podcasting is super meta, but um, <laughs> he was talking about actually 
you know, the way that we get really great podcasts is by acknowledging our limits, right? That limits either like a certain amount of time or, you know, the limits of who you're trying to actually talk to behind the microphone actually make us more creative. But that seems super counterintuitive. Where have you found limits to be actually freeing for you? Yeah. Yeah, it really is it it is strangely counterintuitive. And I think it's hard to put into practice because um it feels it feels like it's not enough. Yeah. Because we want to we want to be able to do everything. We want to be able to not have limits. And I think even some of the the language that we might have heard about like I don't know, you could do everything like cat right. posters, perseverance, like make it <laughs> yeah. happen, whatever. Yeah. And and so it it almost feels weak to say yeah. that we have a limit, you know, and but I oh my word, like I am so obsessed with setting limits because um it it really does feel freeing. I for a while um I mean, the limits can be anything. I used to have such a, a stress, uh, like so much stress around Mondays. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was because my kids were home, uh, like little kids, and I was trying to be a parent, but also I was doing this weird job. Like yeah. being a writer and being on the internet is like the weirdest job ever. No one tells you what to do. Like you're just like making it up as you go. Like, that's, <laughs> sure. the, that's the truth about me. And yeah. um. And so it just kind of felt like every Monday felt like a new starting line without a clear finish line. And I was like, I don't even know where I'm going. Like, it just felt really strange. And, and it wasn't so much that I didn't know where I was going. And a lot of the things I did, but I was so bogged down with like trying to make all of these decisions that, uh, I didn't have space to pay attention to the things that mattered. And so, Mm. um, I think I, one of the ways, a very practical way, um, that, I talk about limits in my space is one of the lazy genius principles is to decide once. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's just to make a decision about something one time and then like, let that decision ride until it doesn't serve you anymore. Yeah. You change your mind. Like it's fine. Um, and it's so funny because it's such a simple thing, but over the years I've gotten a, like a good amount of pushback about that. Mm. But like, what if you change your mind and what if it doesn't work? And what if you forget? And like, what if you, another better thing comes along or whatever? And, mm. and it's, it's almost like we don't trust ourselves to like stay within our limits and see them for, for what they are. Like I would just set a limit to be like, this is what I'm wearing on Mondays. I'm going to wear yeah. black jeans and a chambray shirt. That was my Monday uniform. I don't do that anymore. Um, is today Monday? No, it's Tuesday. Yeah. See, that's what summer does is I have no idea what day it is. I understand. (laughs) But even, even if it was, even if we were talking yesterday, I was not wearing that outfit. Like I don't wear the money uniform anymore because I don't need, that's not a limit that I need to help me. There are other ones that I have created. And so that's sort of like a, a very, a practical one. Um, but I also have learned, I think having a, um, like having a, a business online that mm-hmm. often begins as just you to go like, Oh, I can, and I'm a very high capacity person and I like to, I'm a recovering perfectionist. And so <laughs> I really do like to be good at things. Yeah. And, and the giving over of parts of my work to people who are better at it than I am mm. has been the most amazing thing ever. Mm. And, and it's not a cop out. Like, Hiring and, and and as I say these words, I'm not saying like everybody should do this because I recognize the you know different privileges that I have and the things that my life affords me and all that. But like, I have an accountant. 
I don't do my taxes anymore. The last two mm-hmm. years, we've done our taxes up until two years ago. And when I hired an accountant, I was like, you are so smart. This is so helpful. I was killing myself trying to do this right. And right. I would spend an entire weekend, so many, he- like I, I passed my limit and my capacity to be able to do, do our taxes. Yeah. I don't know how we actually probably were not arrested. Like I did my best. <laughs> Right. I'm not good at that kind of thing. And so it's just even simple things like it's okay to not be good at certain things. It's okay mm-hmm. to let other people do jobs for you. It's even okay to let people do jobs that you can do that you are capable of doing. You might even be like sort of good at it, but mm-hmm. you need the energy in your life for other things that matter more. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you can do it doesn't mean that you have to always. And yeah, so um, I have just seen it like snowball the freedom in my life Mm. to say Mm. out loud, either I cannot do this or someone else needs to do this. Um, Mm -hmm. and that, and to let that be okay. And not even just okay, but to let that be a catalyst for like great, great things within and without. Yeah. Cause it frees you up. Like you're saying, right. To find out actually what matters to you and the things that make you, you and what makes you tick and the best things, you know, in your business that you're able to do that no one else can instead of trying to do it all. I think that's great. And I think even just like your laundry day, right? That's a limit to your Monday laundry day saying, I'm not going to do it the other. So that it just frees up space for other things to be like, I don't have to always be berating myself or shaming myself or trying to control a situation because I've decided once that we do laundry on Mondays, for instance. And I think that one of the, one of the things that can get people stuck is we see this, you know, somebody might be listening and say, okay, that sounds really good. Ashley and Kendra, like, it's great. <laughs> but, but you sort of think that you have to suddenly set limits and make choices all across the board in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just want to say that like another lazy genius principle is to start small, like just do one thing, like choose mm-hmm. one thing and start small and like, let that be good. Like, let mm, that sit mm. and be good. Because if we wait to do it all at once, we don't do anything. And then we're just right. sort of paralyzed. And I will say that once I started to like live in those limits and almost mm. like <laughs> embrace them more yeah. and make those decisions, big, small soul level system level, like whatever, um, just the one, like beginning small with the one, I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, this is really good. Like, let's keep doing this. And mm-hmm. and it makes me sad when people don't get to experience that like discovery of like, oh, limits are really good because they think they have to do them all at one time. Yeah. And you don't have to do them all at one time. Amen. So good. So good. I think that, yeah, I love your, your pendulum swing example because I was like, oh, that's so me, where it's like, you know, we just moved into a new house. So I'm like, and now like, we're going to get this amazing short chart with all of my children. And we will like short chart, man, the right. short chart will take us down. I know. Oh, why is it such a siren song to make I the short chart? I do it I too. I do it too. I know. Like back when they were little, you did like the Melissa and Doug one with the magnets or, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah just totally. like, it's, it's this allure, right? That this will solve all of my problems or all of my angst. Um, yeah. It's a, what I really appreciate you just sharing in your work too, is like, find out actually what matters and stick by that and own it. And just to remember that, yeah, you don't have to be this, whatever you see on social media or like putting together all these pieces of what does it look like to be in a competent human being or yeah. you know, grown up. And not everything's things, needed. 
they change too, like over right. the season of your life. And, you know, I think about, um, and, and that also feels like a really important limit to name that mm-hmm. this is, that's another lazy genius principles to live in the season. It's like, this yeah. isn't always going to be this way. Yeah. I think about meals, um, a lot. I feel like that's a fairly, um, relevant example mm-hmm. for a, a lot of, uh, moms, especially where if you have little kids or even like medium kids who are even the least bit picky and, yeah. or you just have limited time because we have a lot of things to do. Your, um, dinners feel like kind of boring, kind of stale. Like you want to, you want to cook like all of these. I mean, my kids, yeah. you would think that if I feed them a green vegetable, if they actually eat a green vegetable, that it will kill them. Like they <laughs> yeah. are so aggressively against it. And we've done all the things that like the nutritionists have said, and just like, we offer it, we don't force it. We're just like, okay, you don't, you know, it's fine. And like yeah. the exposure stuff. And, and so uh, they do eat broccoli without like fighting, but er- anything else or like, I mean, it's, it's so irrational. It's hilarious right. to me how irrational it <laughs> is. And, and sometimes if I, uh, kind of get too deep in my own head about it, mm-hmm. I can begin to resent them for not allowing me to cook the way that I would cook if they were more adventurous eaters or more mm-hmm. amiable eaters or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and then what that does is it makes me go like, I, I can't believe we have to have, you know, like you start to just kind of resent having spaghetti mm-hmm. a lot or having whatever mm-hmm. a lot. And, and, um, instead of saying, this is a season, Mm-hmm. And this is not the season of spending an hour making dinner every night. This is not a season probably of having like a meet and three all the time. Like mm-hmm. this is just not the season we're in. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that also that limit gives freedom to, to, to say like, it's not always going to be this way. Yeah. Like this There's is what hope. it is now. <laughs> There's hope. This matter. This is your season now. So what matters right now? Like mm-hmm. what matters about this thing now? And, and know that that's going to shift eventually mm-hmm. when your seasons mm-hmm. start to shift and, and that can give you hope. And it can also, it can give you hope for the future, but also give you a more hopeful perspective about right now. Mm, that's really helpful. Cause right. Yeah. Sometimes it can feel like these limits are so restrictive and it feels like it's never going to change. And we're, we're, you know, we're, you're always going to be dealing with the same behavioral issues with your kids, or you're always dealing with a really bad habit of your own or, or whatever it is. And maybe one day, yes, you'll get to to cook that yummy meal without being interrupted. Right. (laughs) Maybe. Thank you so much for your time. I would love to talk as we just kind of work on wrapping up about your hustle habit. So if listeners don't know, you can go on over to a spacious.life and find the hustle habit quiz. It just gives you a few ways in which you kind of bypass your limits and then maybe what is a good antidote and a good invitation to, um, learning how to embrace them. Like Kendra was just talking about. So Kendra, what is your hustle habit? Mine, I believe was the ignorer. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my, um, I definitely used to ignore my limits way more than I do now. Um, because it was kind of like that, well, we got to do everything. We got to get it. We got to get it all right. Um, and I'm just so glad (laughs) I'm so glad that, um, I have had enough years of practice and therapy. Yes. That's not real. (laughs) Like that's not what this is. Um, and, but I do, and it's also helpful too, because when I am, um, like I, I've been paying attention to my cycle a lot recently 
yeah. and how at different times, and it's not just like PMS, it's like another time where um, I am more likely to ignore mm. my limits than I mm. would be normally. And so that's even a limit to go like, okay, hey, listen, let's not do as much, even less than usual these yeah. four days, because you're probably going to take it farther than you want to and need to, and yeah. let's like be a person here. So um, definitely, definitely my default is the ignoring. Um, yeah. What I think too is interesting about ignoring your limits too, is that you can do it by under-functioning or over-functioning. So you can try to be like, I'm going to ignore them and work really hard, or I'm going to like under-function because I don't want to bypass the limit, or I don't want to offend people, or I don't want to let them down. Right. There's, there's so many ways in which we just don't want to deal. <laughs> right. That's again, kind of that like lazy and genius pendulum swing where it's yeah. like, like full right. speed. And yeah. then you burn out and you're like, okay, we're not moving anymore. <laughs> we can just go <laughs> for the other sure. side. And it's for like, there's sure. a middle guys. There's a, there's a middle there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And maybe in middle age, we'll be able to get there a little bit more. <laughs> no, hopefully. No. hopefully we're realizing like we're human with limits and that is good. Yes, it is. It is. It's actually really, really good. It's really good. Well, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate your time. Yeah. So much fun. Friends, be sure to listen in to her podcast, the lazy genius podcast. And you can also grab a copy of her book, the lazy genius way. Thanks, Kendra. Thanks, Ashley. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Kendra. Be sure to pick up a copy of her book, The Lazy Genius Way, for more tips on not only organizing your life, but figuring out what matters most. I'd encourage you, as your one small step, to actually think about your laundry routine this week. What's working, what's not working, and what matters to you? I think that's such a helpful diagnostic question Kendra reminds us of in this interview. And so maybe it doesn't matter if the socks are inside out or not, and maybe it totally does. Figure out what matters most. Before we sign off, I wanted to let you in on a little secret. We are starting season five in just a few short weeks, all about what does it look like to live a spacious life? You see, I have written a whole book on this exact topic. And I cannot wait to bring in some of my friends, authors and pastors and artists to begin to think through how do we connect the dots between all of these things we believe about our faith to our experience of that faith. Because if you're anything like me, you're probably juggling a hundred different things. Not only are you doing the laundry, but maybe you're running your kids to sports. You're trying to hold down a job. You're trying to have meaningful friendships or meaningful marriage. You're trying to just get by. And sometimes it feels like you just want to take it all, throw it in the dumpster and start over, but don't burn down your life. I promise there are practical little practices that we can put into practice in the middle of our everyday ordinary lives that will help you experience a sense of spaciousness, a sense of rest and delight and play and purpose in your actual life. So make sure you subscribe right now to the Finding Holy podcast, because I'm going to bring along some great friends to talk through this exact thing. And you'll also get practices every single week to help you practice spaciousness. Because remember, big things matter, but so does your laundry.